and gentlemen, this emergency session is called to order. Admiral Bishop, you have the floor. For 200 years, we have battled the Vandal. We have caught these attacks, raids, or skirmishes or incursions. But I am here to tell you that we are at war. Tiber, Orion, Caliban, Virgil, once human systems are but abandoned in the face of the enemy. The Vandal are at our gates. Weapons spared while we, we hide and cower, retreating as they burn and decimate everything around us. We cannot let the tragedy of Vega happen again. We cannot give the Vandal any more ground. To defend this empire, we must attack. And we have to be committed to that attack, whatever the cost may be. We have to rebuild our fleet. We have to use the power of human innovation to reclaim these so-called red systems and strike back at the enemy. This will not be an easy fight. It will cost us new resources, new credits, new lives. Well, some of you may be asking why undertake such a thing, and I, I can tell you in one word. Victory! For if there's one thing the Vandal has taught us, it's that without victory, there can be no survival! And welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Soul Citizens. I am Griffin Gaming RPG, and I'm not on camera. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Where did my camera go? I was here a few minutes ago. Maybe there's something blocking me. That's weird. Why am I not on camera? Well, we're gonna have to. Just too much for the stream. Is that what it is? Maybe it's just. It's, yeah. I'm just. I'm just overpowering this thing. I don't know. My camera's lit up, but I'm not on. So I'm going to still talk while I try and figure out what in the world is going on with my camera, gang. Uh, but, blame uh, Whammer. Is that what? <laughs> it's Whammer's fault. Whammer, Whammer, what's my screen time? It's Whammer's fault. I don't know why my camera did that. That is so weird. Let's see if I switch back to USB if it comes on. It may or may not come on. Anyway, welcome everybody back to the Soul Citizen. Um, 
Brackazogs, thank you so much for that resub. Right off to kick us off the right way this week. Thank you guys so much. We are in the month of May, our first show for this month, and we are excited to be back. Um, let me introduce my co-host today. Today we've got uh, the infamous, famous Fast Cart FC. FC, how are you? I'm alright. Yeah. Uh, at least I'm on camera. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And I just gotta say, D D DK stole part of my joke. I was gonna say they will never take away our freedom on our Independence Day. Yeah. At the end of that <laughs> video. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And also with us today, back again. Actually, we're back to back two weeks in a row, right, guys? The yeah. J yeah, Star Watcher. Yeah, same crew. Right? Yeah. I was, I was gonna say something, but I said not to. Yeah, we are back with the same crew. Jade, how are you? I am doing fine. Good, 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 good. Are good you, to be here. Are you ready for the Van Duel discussion this week? Oh, yes. I, yeah. I, as soon as I knew we were doing this, I wanted to be on this show. Oh, so, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, I'm going to try and figure out what's wrong with my camera, and you guys okay. don't have to see me. I have nothing me. better to do, so I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Listen, uh, we are talking about this week the Van Duel gang. And, you know, we've, you know, we've been hearing about the Van Duel forever, uh, but at the same time, some... You know, there's the information for the Vandal when it comes to Star Citizen and accessing that information is all over the place, right, Jade? I mean, you oh, gotta yeah. look all over for this stuff, right? All over, <laughs> like, and and you have to look back years, like yes. all the way back to 2013. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so we have done all the work. Well, not all of the work. We've done some of the work for you guys today. No, no, no. Let, let me put this straight. Griffin and Jade have done all of the work. <laughs> I was just sit back here and, and just in, enjoying the fruits of their labor. <laughs> well, we've done a little bit of work. Let's just say that. And we're going to try to talk to you all about the Van Duel in maybe a way that you've never heard before. Now, I will say this. There are plenty of great pieces out there uh, done with lore. Uh, you know, one of our good friends, Paul Shelley, uh, who's one of our lore masters in the community has done an outstanding job uh, presenting um, information about the Van Duel, about systems and everything. So I would also like highly recommend. Wow. I'm not sure who said that. Who said that? Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Wow. Um, yeah, you you may want to look into. Um, am I did I pop in? I popped in for a second. You popped right? in. All right, yeah. just for there a second. You go. There all right, you go. I'm you. here now. I'm here, gang. You have to forgive me because I have to do all my green screen work and stuff, but I'm still going to talk to you guys. Um, Paul and several other people have some really, really great lore stuff out there. So when you guys get a chance, uh, take a look at their videos. Uh, and as Jade said, you really do have to go back years. Um, because the Van Duel have been, we've just been getting bits and pieces about them. Some of the information may be dated, but there's also a lot of information about the Van Duel that we're seeing that is probably still very relevant even today. And so we're going to try to present that information to you guys. And then, uh, if you have questions, use the little ellipse down next to the chat box. It looks like a little small, um, what's that thing called? Lunar, uh, eclipse. eclipse. If you click on that, you can put in questions or any thoughts you have. And we're going to try and tackle this subject with you guys. So first, we're going to watch a video that I found online. And this is kind of like a little starter for us. Uh, this video is uh, called Star Citizen Lore First Contact by James Johnson. I want to give credit to James Johnson for this. And you guys will put the link in for you as well. You can go back and take a look at this. But he does a little background piece on the Van to kind of kick off this conversation. And then we're going to come back and talk a little bit about it ourselves. So let's uh, let's let you guys watch that for a little bit. 
Is that the right thing? Probably not. Should be? Not really? Hmm. This is not my day-to-day. -day. Studio 1. Oh, let me go to Studio 2. That might be why. All right, let's see if this works this time. It didn't work. <laughs> okay. Give me one second, gang. We're having technical issues here today. I can tell a bad joke while we were oh, there I go. No, that's not it either. Wow, where's our video? I am so sorry, folks. Let me see if I can find where our video is. Boom, 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 boom. All right, I'm just gonna throw it up on the screen. I know this isn't our normal high, high production value. <laughs> But I'm going to just throw this video up on the screen and let you guys watch it. And then we'll come back to it. Let's see. Where is it at? There it is right there. All right. Here we go. Project Farstar, the exploration and colonization program created in 2547, designed to establish the most distant human colony in history, resulting in the discovery of Tiber, Vega, and Virgil, with the latter two subsequently colonized. The Orion system was the farthest human world discovered under Project Farstar in 2650. It had one sole habitable planet, Orion 3, renamed Armitage by the explorers. Despite there being nothing noteworthy about this planet, Armitage was colonized in the 2660s and quickly became a bustling hub of activity. All was relatively peaceful. That was until 2681. Unbeknown to the UEE, the Banu and Xi'an had suffered a number of raids to their systems. And now, it appeared, it was our turn. On August 9th, the Dell Township on Armitage was the scene of a violent attack. 638 people killed, almost the entire colony. To this day, just one man remains unaccounted for. It was a seemingly senseless and brutal attack that came without any warning. There had been no signs of any other species in the area. What was most puzzling, perhaps, was that valuable items were left behind in the wake of devastation, whilst more worthless items with much lower value had been scavenged by the invaders. The UEE deployed researchers to assess this new threat. They determined that these were the actions of a truly violent race. This was the Vandal. Research indicated that the Vandal often revisited past areas that they had identified to be of use to them. It was speculated that this is why Armitage had been targeted. 
Whilst they had not colonised the planet, in fact, they had only set foot on the place once in the previous century, they still considered Armitage their world. Over time, the UEE learned more about the Vandal. They were scavengers. Despite their violent introduction to the UEE, they weren't looking for war, nor did they want permanent land. They are driven by the search for resources over kill tallies. They behave like classic hunter-gatherers with a very distinct style. Eliminate the threat, raid the occupied planet, and once the resources have dried up, move to a new location. This was indicative of a nomadic species, one with no desire to find a place to call home. This sentient nomadic living species of bipedal aliens form hordes to crew their ships. Each horde has its own set of rules, customs and laws, overseen by the chieftain. There is little communication between the different clans of the Vandal race, but there is one thing they have in common. A strange tradition that gives some insight into the inner workings of the Vandal. Once a child reaches adulthood, they are banished from their family. They will receive no money, housing, or support of any kind, except one thing, a knife. The knife is fashioned by the young Vandor's parents, and as the only item in their possession, it is treasured for the rest of their lives. In fact, the symbolic nature of the knife can be seen across most of Vandor society. Knife imagery appears throughout their media. Elaborate stained glass images of knives have been discovered and even Vandal ships are directly inspired by the shapes of their daggers. The Vandal see every achievement they make in adulthood as the result of having the knife at the start of their journey. Perhaps this explains why they are so comfortable with the use of violence and destruction to survive. It certainly helps place emphasis of Vandal culture on self-reliance over religion. The admiration of a specific person and their achievements is far more likely than the worship of a higher or more spiritual power. DNA analysis of captured hordes show that they have a wide range of genetic diversity within each group. So, despite their lack of cohesion as a species, there is some interaction between hordes. Intriguingly, the analysis also shows that hordes consist solely of males. This means that there must be somewhere in the verse the Vandal call home. Somewhere where their female and young are safely based. Despite their somewhat barbaric nature, the Vandal should not be underestimated or seen as an unintelligent species. They learn and adapt, taking knowledge from each planet they raid and every species they encounter. They don't create their technology, they take it from other races and do what they want with it for their own desires. In battle, they have shown a confidence not seen before in an alien species. Their ability to strategize was gravely underestimated as they quickly learned to attack high-value buildings such as medical facilities and comm stations first to minimize the chance of resistance. 
It's easy to think that only humanity would be able to draft such a complex battle plan, and even more surprising that it came from a species more likely to shoot first and ignore the consequences. The Vandal are capable of communicating verbally as well as visually through hand gestures and changing the colour of their bodies according to their mood. Whilst clearly capable of communicating, none of the individual hordes have offered anything but hostility to the UEE. That being said, it is possible for a singular human to establish trade with the Vandal, but let this be at your own risk. Transactions should be purely business, and we must be mindful that there is, as of yet, no commonly accepted guidelines or protection when engaging in Vandal trade. Whilst the Vandal are hostile towards the UAE, some hordes will trade with Banu planet states, and there are some very fragile trading relations with the Xi'an. Relations with the Vandal haven't improved since that first brutal contact. In just six months since the first attack, outposts throughout the Orion system had been raided 15 times, and all attempts at peaceful contact proved unsuccessful. They decimated UEE fleets across the Orion system with antimatter bombs, causing the UEE to abandon the system. This is exactly what the Vandor wanted. They were now able to harvest the resources of the planet within, with no interference. They did the same to the Virgil system, and after a notable absence at the opening of the Ark in 2806, the Caliban system received the same devastating treatment in 2871. They had so far refused all attempts to stop the violence and open diplomatic relations. For over 250 years, millions of soldiers and civilians fell to the forces of the Vandal. Three UEE-controlled systems have been lost to the Vandal, and the attacks were growing in frequency. They were now a real and impending threat to the UEE. Then there was silence. It didn't last. Attacks resumed in 2945, and this time the UEE said no more. The Senate formally declared interspecies war on the Vandal. From now on, as far as the UAE are concerned, the Vandal's only desire is the destruction of humanity. This was the start of the Vandal War. The first public known offensive of the UAE in the Vandal War was Operation Mandrake in March 2946. It ended with the occupation of the Oberon system by UEE forces. It was the first time in our history that major victory had been scored against a medium-sized Vandor clan. Perhaps we could have hope. Perhaps now the tide was beginning to turn. If there's one thing the Vandal have taught us, it's that without victory, there can be no survival.
So without victory, there can be no survival. Uh, FC, had you seen that video before? No, I have not, but it's almost like his voice is so soothing. It was almost like ASMR. <laughs> Did you learn something? Yeah, um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one better than Galki. The Van Duel reminds me of one of my ex-girlfriends. No. Um, <laughs> I, th th this whole show is, is pretty informative. I, I, I'm not, not supposed to give away too much information, but mm -hmm. uh, th 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 it's not so much that I, I, I learned something, that I, but I was, re I was reminded of, of stuff because it, the, the, the early stuff is, you know, like 2013, 2014, so mm -hmm. it's coming back to me. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Jade, how about you? Yeah, um, I, I definitely learned something from this. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, James Johnson does a great job. Um, you know, it, it, he does as good a job as Paul. Mm -hmm. He's lesser known. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, he, he does really good, um, you know, background lore. Mm -hmm. uh, turning it into almost like a history lesson. In fact, we, we on the People's Radio use uh, his stuff for our Time Probe oh. History Public Affairs show. So thanks, James, for letting us do that. And um, yeah, as far as um, the Van Duel, like I learned things that I didn't know as far as, um, you know, what happened with when the, the UE Marines boarded the X-12 and, uh, you know, basically... Learn, most of what we learned about the Van Duel has been from uh, stuff we've recovered, mm -hmm. um, you know, ships we've recovered or or destroyed and, you know, sort of looked into. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that um, that we can we can glean from that. I mean, um, we'll, we'll probably get into it more when we start talking about, like, their social structure and the things that they hold uh of value. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the things, uh, misconceptions in the star citizen community is that the Vandal are just, you know, these monsters, they're bloodthirsty. Mm -hmm. All they care about is destruction. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but they're, they're definitely not occupiers. They, yeah. they don't want to occupy the world. They, they plunder. Yeah. They're, they're more like, they're more like lo locusts, like locusts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and that can, you know, that, that can bring up something. I mean, they, they left behind objects of value, but took the resources and, and lower value items. Mm -hmm. So I would say that that premise at the end of the video may be wrong. There may be a way to have victory mm -hmm. without actually having to defeat them in battle because mm -hmm. any, any species that ha you know, needs resources, that opens up a possibility of trade. And we do know the Banu trade with them. We'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. I want to give a shout out to an old friend out there. Stoutman is there tonight with us. Stoutman, it's good to see you and thank you for the sub as well. Marzipan, thank you for the sub as well. And is it BGD NBO? Thank you for the follow. We appreciate that. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and jump into this because we've got a lot of material to cover. Some of which we heard in the video, but we're going to go over just to give you guys a little bit, you know, a little bit more depth here. Um, the Van Duel pronounced Van Duel, uh, are a race in Star Citizen. They are highly aggressive and appear to travel the galaxy in hordes, raiding colonies to survive. And I'm always kind of interested about that, that statement, to survive. I'm, that's something I'm kind of wondering about. Standard Dev, thank you for the resub. Thank, thank you, buddy. You. Thank you, thank you. Uh, the Van Duel are the fourth alien race discovered by the UEE. And first being the Banu. And in 2952, the Vandu are at war 
with the humans. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, we heard about in Fast Car years ago, the whole, some people who weren't around back in the day when this thing called Operation Pitchfork came out, right? Why don't right. you tell, talk a little bit about that and maybe the Italian, what you know about Operation Pitchfork from back in the day. Uh, from what I know for Operation Pitchfork, I, I don't know when it started or, or who org, um, organized it, but it basically, it's set up that at the last day of beta, but just before it started Citizen Launch, you know, going live and, and, and they flipped the switch and everything, uh, the player, the player base is supposed to go out to a Van Dorf base to try to take back uh, Vega or to try to fight the Van Dorf, basically. Yeah. And some people, you know, Put it this way, we expect it to be to become part of lore because CIG is, is going to re record the event and maybe make references to it in, 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 in the game after after the fact. Mm -hmm. But so I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm half expecting like if we, if CIG wants us to win somehow, mm -hmm. maybe they, they could set up like a um, dynamic um, mission and stuff like that. Or, or if they have, if, or if they don't want us to win, you know, they could just stack the odds against us and, you know, and wipe us out. But I think it'll be a good battle. Yeah. So yeah, I believe it's for it. Yeah. Jay, do you remember the, uh, the skin that they put out for the Aurora? The Operation Pitchfork uh, the, the skin? The Operation Pitchfork skin? Yeah. yeah. Vaguely, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that kind of validates with Fast Card saying that they actually may make it an official event since they did put a skin out with that? Because that was a community idea that got translated into the actual development. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, and, You know, as Fast Card uh, corrected me one time when I said the Daymore Rally was the first event they did. <laughs> something like that in game with uh you know this was operation pitchfork was was the first event where they recognized it in game with that skin so i i assume it's going to be you know yet another community created thing that cig then turns into in-game content we've got a couple of game vets out there unique and stout man both of them say they have that skin some of you guys may have never seen it but there is a skin out there uh, that has the little logo on it with a pitchfork and it's Operation Pitchfork. So, I, you did know, they update it? You know, I don't there know. There was controversy because the, they did change the, the oh, design. Oh, they changed the design? Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, there was a white supremacist group that was using the exact same design. <laughs> so they had to change it. <laughs> yeah, might so might want to change that a little you bit. You might huh? want to wait till Pitchfork <laughs> is here before you put out a skin for a shit at CIG. Oh, Just say. Oh, God. That's hilarious. Oh, oh my God. Can I put sure. the one thing? A, a sure. point. There's also, uh, I forget the the, um, the other operation, but it's, there's a counter operation that's going to take the side of the Van Dool against. Operation Pitchfork. So there's going to be oh, really? players fighting against player in um, Operation Pitchfork. I, I forget that. It, it, it's another tool. Right? But, but yeah. Now that that would be it, cool it, if people do that and they're doing it in Van Duel's ships, but it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I don't know. When I was in a pirate orb, we were going to be part of that counter operation, but we weren't going to fight people. We were just going to take their stuff. Ah, right? While they were away fighting the Van Duel, we just come in and take their stuff. Wow. But anyway, I, okay. I don't do that anymore. Yeah, just yeah. So you know. You're reformed. Yeah. We know you're reformed. reformed but just, just, you know, giving you some intel for years later when we. Finally get to this. Yeah, very cool. We'll keep our eyes open. Thrakazog, thank you for that gift sub to BSL Black Sky Legion, our good friend Kai out there. Let's do some comparisons here. We've got an animation here that's running. Uh, this is probably one of the more recent variants that we've seen. Uh, there's been a lot. If you notice when that video was on a few minutes ago, they showed like an early concept drawing of the Van Duel. 
and CIG has put out a variety of, uh, of these images, but this is one of the ones that I like a lot. I just love it because of the lighting gives you an idea of uh, the way they look. Uh, we do have another image here that I can show that shows the comparative size of Vandul. Vandul are supposed to be in excess of seven feet in height. Uh, they also are able to leap great lengths, and obviously there's a great amount of strength that they have. And uh, for those of you who just say, oh yeah, I'm gonna go out and kill Van Duel, well, take a look at that picture on the left, and you may wanna reassess your feelings about that. But they are, um, they're pretty big. They're pretty, <laughs> they're pretty big. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I got something to say about this. Yeah. They, they're the behind the scenes um, video with um, Gillian Anderson mm -hmm. when um, they're fighting for the two. And, and one of the behind the scenes it has Chris Roberts um, handing Gillian Anderson like a, a pop gun mm -hmm. and, 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 and pointing her to a empty space where Van Duel is supposed to be. But he had an image of the, uh, of the Van Duel on something kind of tablet or monitor or something mm -hmm. like that the other and she went looking at it and she said this is supposed to work on that yep so yeah even she was intimidated by <laughs> the, 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 the the size of, of, of a van door yeah yeah galki says if it bleeds we can kill it uh, <laughs> i hope you're right i hope you're right yeah we, we are see we will see we don't know how they bleed though yeah. so. well look at gold mob they're <laughs> big but are they bulletproof okay all the heroes are in chat today we'll see what happens <laughs> we'll see what happens okay well listen we're going ahead and jump into this a little bit more uh let's talk about them we're going to break this down to different categories guys we've got society uh metritocracy religion we're going to talk about all these different topics so just kind of bear with us so the first one we're going to cover is about society with them okay uh the vandu family structure is also a very distinct from humanity uh there's one tradition that exists throughout all of the vandu once it, when we heard this a few minutes ago once a child reaches adulthood usually around the human equivalency of 13 to 14 they are banished from their family and before they go the parents will fashion a knife for their child okay I think there's more to this if I can find it. Where's my more to it? Oh, okay. I mean, I, I guess I got to finish reading it here. Uh, for their child, the knife will be the child's only possession as he or she sets out into adulthood. They will receive no money. Uh, let's see, housing or support of any kind from their former family. Everything that the newly recognized adult achieves starts with the knife and grows from there. Now, you know what I found interesting about this, Jaden Fastcart, is this is a very similar pattern to what happens with Banu, uh, where when Banu, you get to a certain point and you leave your family and you end up going into a, um, what's the word, uh, Jay, help me with the Suli. word. Oh, a Suli, yeah, a Suli, Suli, right, a Suli. Um, yeah. There seems to little, be a little bit more friendlier than this, uh, but here we've got something very similar that goes on with the Vandu. I know Jay, later on, you're gonna talk about some parallels that we oh, see yeah. that happen between the Van Duel and uh, and the in the Van Nu and the and the uh, Van Duel. We'll talk about that. Uh, consequently, it is believed that these knives are treasured possessions that Van Duel keep for the rest of their lives. While it is possible to legitimately gain one through personal combat, if the Van Duel discover that someone has obtained a knife through theft or sale, they are known to retrieve these items through violence. Uh, Jade, I was bounce this one at you. I was almost going to say something. Maybe I shouldn't say that because I don't want to offend anybody. Um, okay. It sounds like what they're inferring is, is that if you win this thing through battle, then you're considered legit. Mm -hmm. But if you steal yeah. it or you buy it off the black market and the Van Duel find out, you're in trouble. Does that sound right. about what they're trying to say, maybe? 
Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you don't want trouble with the Vandu, don't steal their knives. It's the most prized possession they can ha they have. So mm. that it's probably more prized than their ships. Yeah. Yeah, Gold mm. Mob, I was thinking about that, like the Dark Saber thing, right? You got to win it in combat, right? If you get it any other way, not good, right? Uh, that might be that might be a factor with it. Uh, Mordas, thank you. Thank you for that follow. And Ar Aram thank Solari, you. thank you for the resub. Thank you for the three months. We appreciate that. Um, let's see, uh, anybody else got anything about society before we jump down? Cause I know we got some deeper things, but some of this was covered well, in the video. Yeah. Somebody, somebody brought up in, in chat. We, we don't actually know, uh, anything about there being, uh, female van du. du. Mm -hmm. they're, they're not referred to as far as I, I saw digging, mm -hmm. uh, in the lore. Mm -hmm. Um, so that doesn't mean that there aren't any. Right. They just say family also, and that's it, right? Yeah. It's just family. Mm -hmm. And we, we don't know. I mean, we, we got our region technology right mm -hmm. recovered from them so how, we don't know maybe they just cloned themselves and maybe they don't like actually have more than one gender right they could be well, maybe they have three mm -hmm. we we have no idea Enough what word. what mm -hmm. their their social structure is as far as that goes because mm -hmm. again we only have what we recovered from those ships yeah. and all that was on the ships were males so yeah. Yeah. if you yeah if you see something more dogs i know you said the lord says it we tried to find it, not saying that it's not there. I didn't see it. So if you've got something, please send us a link because yeah, we're trying to learn as much as we can <laughs> at a time. Because, you know, there are some interesting things. Like, you know, one of the things we didn't put in here and I, I couldn't find in Jade was the whole conversation about if they're wearing armor versus if they're not wearing armor. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't, I couldn't find, I, I don't know where I saw it. I remember seeing it a long time ago. But there's so much, as we mentioned to you guys earlier, there's so much information, but it's spread out over a nine year period uh, from yeah, everything and from the- of, And some of it, and some of it could, could be like 10 for the chairman, which is hard, hard to dig through. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt to uh, Moraldos, mm -hmm. um, that there, there are female Vandul. Mm -hmm. And um, as far as um, the whole thing with the armor, there's also the thing with the ships, like, if you see a Vandul flying a glaive, they're they're kind of like a novice pilot. Mm -hmm. If they're flying a scythe, you, mm -hmm. you run. But because watch out. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. We'll talk about that when we get to the weapons and combat stuff. Uh, let's jump to the next one here on meritocracy. Um, this There is little to no communication between the different roaming clans. Each fleet operates as its own society with its own independent set of rules, laws, and customs as decreed by that clan's chieftain. As such, it is probably impossible to make peace or establish diplomatic relations with the Vandul as a whole, since there is no cohesive civilization. Vascar, let me throw this at you. Uh, what type of difficulties do you see? Because Jade was saying maybe there is some way to mm, have some type of, because the way, the way James read it when he did his piece, he talked about if you're gonna deal with them, deal with them on a business level only, which kind of inferred the fact that don't try to do it on a relationship level because that's not going to, mm -hmm. there's no going to be no merit in that. They're not going to say, hey, that fast hey, car's a nice guy. He day. tells funny jokes, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it's right. like, but they may say, hey, that guy fast cart, whenever he shows up with his merchantman, he's got something on there that we want, right? Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, how, how does hopefully that- Hopefully they pay for it. Well, well, my question becomes, let's say you use that merchantman and you do try to do that type of level of trade. What does that say for you? Because each one of these clans could be different is what they're saying. You know, their attitudes could be, make you know. Yeah, I, I, I would have to make sure that I, I recognize the marking or some kind of um, telltale sign that I'm, I'm working, I'm, 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 I'm 
in contact with the correct clan and, and not some other clan that I haven't had dealing with or some such. Because, I mean, I'm not trying to be racist or anything, but all Van Dillers look alike to me, so I can't really tell. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, do you think that the CIG will build something in for reputation? But, you know, I, like you said, we can't do it for all of them, right? They're saying that there's no way we can build that thing with all that said. The word can go out that says, hey, listen, you guys, don't mess with Jade Star Watcher because every clan is going to be different. But do you think right. that they would maybe do something with reputation that maybe certain clans that operate in certain areas, if you happen to do well by them? Because they, they infer that nobody, they don't know of anybody who's done it, but it could be done. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes, I, I do believe CIG is going to do that. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of reason for that too. Um, in, in the lore piece they did where they talked about uh, the UE Navy and Marines boarding the X-12, the, the mm -hmm. Vandal uh, carrier ship, mm -hmm. one of the things that a lot of people may not know is that, you know, the Van Duel aren't just these like bloodthirsty wars. Mm -hmm. When they went into the the rooms, they you know saw that most of them were utilitarian, but um, they had one that was colored with murals with pink blossom trees, mm -hmm. and it seemed to be a Van Duel rec room with a gym mm -hmm. and the swimming area. So that right there gives us some kind of uh, commonality. And who knows? Maybe you pull up in your eight ninety jump, Griff. Mm -hmm. Nope. And you know they nope. They, <laughs> nope. <laughs> wrong, wrong one. The one time you could not use wait, me wait. in an 890 jump, Jade, right now. This is I, it. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Why you gonna balance your momentum, but you won't show up in your 890? No, well, yeah. well, yeah, uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm just teasing Jade. Go ahead. I'm I mean, they might want to swim in that pool. I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, and I'll have to clean that pool afterward. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, I'll follow you. I'll go along with you. Yeah. yeah if I show up in my so, 890, yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, you know, they have some appreciation, obviously, for art because they have murals mm -hmm. that tells you something culturally about them that yeah. uh, we, we have in common. So, like, wars, you know, can be settled sometimes through common interests. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that because the way they're nomadic and because they're very Banu-like where is, you know, they're kind of decentralized, mm -hmm. you might be able potentially to build reputation with one group of Vandal, mm -hmm. right? But it, the whole species might still be at war with humanity, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so. like you said, based on needs, right? Maybe that, that's exactly. the truth if you're able to provide something to that particular group and build reputation, you know, in some form. It'll be interesting to see, right? Because I know we've, we've they've kind of painted the Vandal, like you said, in this very ominous group, you know, blah, 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 blah. But whether there can the be man. any form of interaction will be interesting to see. And who's going to be the first person to risk it and maybe be successful, right? Not it. Not you? Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Let's go on to the next category, uh, which is religion. Uh, Vandu religion appears to be structured around an emphasis on self-reliance. It is theorized that Vandu youth are educated in the lives of exemplary Vandu of the past, specifically the choices they made and how they overcame their environment and distinguished themselves. So instead of this idea about a deity or someone that they follow, they look upon their own history and, and people maybe, I guess you could say that they idolize and they built an attitude of self-reliance uh, that, you know, that because here, and this gives you that idea of why they have these clans that also don't seem to be dependent upon each other, right? They've got a chieftain, they evidently look up to that person and I guess that's all they need. Jade, you got any thoughts on that? Yes, when they went in that ship, there was something that they dubbed the chapel, and it was like mm -hmm. full of knives. Yep. So the closest thing the Vandal have to religion appears to be, mm -hmm. you know, that recognition of, um, you know, accomplishment through um, welding violence. Yeah, so, 
And, yeah. oh, and and the knife defines something else for them. Like you said, it's much, you know, it's, it's this token that comes from the parents, right? That's this saying, this is how you're going to start, begin your life, right? You're going into yes. adulthood. Um, and then that knife seems to permeate everything, you know, whether it's their art, the knife is something that, like you said, is a, pre is a precious possession that's held. Their ships reflected their war combat. And they said, maybe that's why their attitude is the way it is toward violence. Um, but it does recognize maybe a sacredness for them. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, that, that, that they, 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 uh, I don't say not deify it, but it, it, it represents their whole way of life, you know, uh, beyond yeah, it just being a, a weapon. A, mm -hmm. a Xeno archeological uh, type, mm -hmm. you know, perspective on this or a Xeno biologist mm -hmm. perspective, you know, a, a lot of what we as humans, uh, look at and revere, uh, the use the beginning of the use of tools and the, mm -hmm. and the invention of uh using fire yeah and it, it could be that the van duel they're you know they they have the same thing but maybe turned up to like a, you know 11 with mm -hmm. the knife right mm -hmm. yeah. the, being the thing that defines what it means to be a van duel because mm -hmm. that's what you know was their first real technology yeah yeah absolutely I, man that's interesting that you would say it that way um yeah yeah, I, I won't even go down that road. But yeah, it, it, the, the fact that we see it, and I, I want to talk about when we get to their ships, because I, I think that there's a lot of people who play Star Citizen that don't know something about even their ships in relation to this conversation we're having right now. So we'll, we'll touch on that when we get to it. Uh, let's go on to the clans, because we keep talking about these clans and these groups. Um, Vandu clans are groups of Vandu who have banded together to form a single mutually beneficial unit. Although observers have not yet fully defined the leadership structure, it is believed that clans operate in a, in a martial meritocracy that shares some similarities with a military unit. The primary goal for most clans encountered in human settled space seems to be a collection of resources through raids on settlements and other clans. Uncommonly, powerful clans may possess a capital class vessel, such as a UEE designated what we call the kingship. What, what I was going to, I am going to say it now because, because they kind of reference it here and Jade, you kind of referenced it. What was interesting is that they said that when they did their raid on the colony, the stuff that we thought was valuable, they didn't care about. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was the stuff that we almost considered worthless. And it's a curiosity to wonder what were those items, you know, that they took. Yeah, you know? I'd love to know. Yeah, because evidently it wasn't technology. Um, you know, whatever it was that had great, that humans considered valuable, it says that they really didn't take that stuff. It's some other stuff they took. Now, I don't know if that was the garbage or what, but I, I'm really curious. As, I, I think they put that out there for us to try to figure it out. You know what I mean? So that we really don't know when, when Ferris right. Cart wants to go trade, maybe it's not that shiny bauble that he's got, but maybe it's something that we wouldn't think very much about. It has value. What are you going to say, Fast Cart? I have an idea. It, yeah. It's cutlery, steak knives. Cutler. <laughs> they cleaned the kitchen. They, they cleaned the kitchen out, right? It took all the utensils. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that was pointy. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Um, but this clan's idea is gonna is really interesting to me. Anyone of you guys got anything in relation to that? Nope. Wow. Uh, not, 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 not with the clan, not, not really. Not um, with clans, okay. You know, the, 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 the knife thing is, is um, interesting. It's like maybe you're not a real Van Duel if you don't have a knife. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Jade, let me ask you this. They said that, yeah. notice what they said. They didn't say if you were a clan, you might have a, a, a driller, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they said you might have a kingship. 
Yes. That's right. no joke, right? I mean, a kingship yeah, of no all joke. the ships that you could possibly have. I mean, are they saying that in order to get a kingship, you probably, I mean, that's how, it's, in other words, you're all one big group of folks that are operating that particular ship? Yes. And I think it's because, you know, obviously, because it is a meritocracy, it's probably, you know, battle-hardened um, warriors that get those kingships, um, you know, people who were the like equivalent of, you know, admirals and, and, uh, and earth, uh, you know, they, they get to now possess the kingship and, and their clan, um, you know, now are operating it, right? Mm. But one of the interesting things, I don't know if, I guess we will get to the ships, mm -hmm. um, but one of the interesting things that I noted was we know almost nothing about Vandal industry ships, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We do know that they have a ship that deploys a ground vehicle right. that basically just reaps everything. It's a yep. um, harvester, yep. a harvester yeah. carrier. Yep. Yeah. So it, it's interesting that, you know, some of these probably operate those. Mm -hmm. um, some of these clans that aren't necessarily uh, the best warriors may, you know, be really good at scavenging, mm -hmm. you know, so they'll, they'll have probably sort of like the way the Banu have Sulis that are dedicated to different things. There's mm -hmm. another, you know, part of that crossover. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Very cool. All right. Let's go on. I think that, oh, there's more to culture, right? I didn't read everything in culture, did I? Uh, yep. Okay. All right. Here's some more culture. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm missing something here. I, I'm just no. You just finished Vandal clans. This is the next section. Oh, I did. Oh yeah, that's right. That was okay. Clans. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. Now we're in culture. My apologies. Uh, again, yeah. little known. Little is known about Vandal culture other than that they disperse into different hordes. When the captured Vandal carrier ship designated X12 was studied, DNA analysis uncovered a wide range of genetic diversity, implying social interaction beyond the single horde. Interesting. Also notable, all bodies studied from the X-12 are male, further suggesting that there must be some central convergence of Vandal groups where mating and other cooperative activities take place. Let me see which one I'm gonna switch to this next one. Knife imagery appears throughout their media with printed images of knives being common on the walls of personal quarters. Their chapels featured elaborate stained glass images of knives. This blade-focused imagery seems to express itself in their starship designs. Every Vandal found on an X-12 also was also found clutching a blade. These blades are believed to have been crafted by their owners as the owner's musculature perfectly matched the impurities in their blades. Although all blade compositions suggest a single point of origin. Okay. So here again, culture, the, the knives that are continually shown, whether it's painted on the walls in their rooms, Jade, you mentioned about it being in the chapel, uh, yeah. the blades that even they died with in their hands, uh, are, are th this is kind of permeates all of their thing, this whole idea of this blade. It goes beyond it just being a weapon, but it, it is symbolic of who they are as a race, okay? Uh, it kind of makes you wonder, you know, because one of their other weapons, and I think we've seen it in what they've showed us from Squadron 42, is the plasma lance. Yes. Right? And so I wonder how, yeah, how does yeah. that, yeah, how does that figure in? Like, do they consider it a weaker weapon? Like, would you not be as revered if you killed somebody with a plasma lance versus you know, your blade? You know, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about it, not to be funny, but I'm almost picturing it similar to when you would think about in Star Trek with the Klingons, right? Yes. You know, because there's that, when you have that battle with the Bathless, 
that's a whole different level mm-hmm. of fighting for them. You know what I mean? Even that's... though they carry sidearm pistols and laser and phasers and, and stuff and knives, but but when they pull but when they pull out their either their Klingon knife or that bathlet, that is a different level of honor for them fighting. You know, which, which okay. in right. a way we're kind of I... carry because think about what happens if you've got one of their knives from them. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you mm-hmm. kill them and take their knife, like we were talking about with Star Wars, if you took the dog on um, black dark saber, you know, it has dark some saber. significance. So, but to your point. Uh, and we're going to look at some video where we're going to see that Lance in action. In fact, we've got some footage of it, which is, I couldn't believe it. I don't know how I didn't remember this footage, but I was like, oh, they actually have animation with them using it. Uh, so we're going to show yeah. that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. FC- yeah I, ho- I hope CIG does go that approach, like yeah. the Klingon approach. Oh, yeah, it would be cool. FC, were you going to say something? Uh, no, I was, I was just reminded of um, uh, behind the scenes, another squadron footage too behind the scenes where they had um, Andy Circus and a, um, another actor yeah. um, portraying the, the Randall, and he had this spear and uh, operating uh, like a key to a to a ship or maybe a kinship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there could, could be something significant to it, but not necessarily like the end all be all like like a knife would have. Yeah, in fact, that's what I was going to say. I think it uh, it almost is like a that land seems like a like a multi use tool because they do yeah. use it as a stabbing item but they also use it as you mentioned jay they use it as a weapon that fires an energy bolt from it as well yeah. um i'm and you know i can imagine how many people are going to want to get their hands on one of those by the way because i know that's yeah. <laughs> people don't really want to get yeah. that they really want to get their hands on that give me that and she on this launcher written all over it <laughs> okay coming right. to a loot box near you near you huh okay <laughs> all right let's talk about first contact we heard a little bit about that at the beginning uh, on August 9th, 2681, I would love for them to put something on August 9th for us in, you know, in the game, but that would be kind of cool. Uh, a Vandal raiding party invaded Armitage on Orion 3, destroying the, in Orion, on Orion 3, destroying the human settlement of Dell Township. All 638 people were killed, save one. United Empire of Earth authorities initially believed that the outlaws were responsible for the attack. It wasn't until 15th of September, 2681, that the UE military encountered their first Van Duel clan. Because the Van Duels did not operate under a unified government, the UEE was both unable to directly retaliate or seek to establish diplomatic relations. Relations between the UEE and the Van Duel remain hostile, remain hostile. So we heard this earlier. This was our first contact uh, because again, clans are not connected to each other. They not One's not responsible for the other one. There is no quote unquote government. And so the UEE really didn't know who to go after, who to charge for what took place. All they knew was who did it. And this began this whole process of us having to have this conflict with the Van Duel. Uh, Jade, any thoughts on this with the, uh, yes. the raid? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I want to go back to before uh, this raid even happened. And mm-hmm. I think the roots of this conflict were because of Project Farstar. Mm-hmm. Project Farstar was, was to get the furthest colonies from Earth it was basically the plant the flag of the very newly formed UE, which had formed like a year before, mm-hmm. as far out as possible. So, you know, did we overexpand? Were we, was this hubris that ended up bringing this upon us? Yeah. Um, that, you know, so I, I think it's interesting that this colony was established and it only had about less than a thousand people. 638 were killed. And they said that was most of the colony. So there was less, less than a thousand people there. Yeah. And, 
so it wasn't that important to us they, the planet wasn't super rich in, in resources and it wasn't that important to the van duel either who hadn't visited it in 100 years mm -hmm. so to me this whole conflict probably could have been avoided, mm -hmm. uh, but the Messers wanted to spread their empire as far as possible. Now I am biased being a Levski resident. So just, <laughs> just, you know, Got a little, you know a little bit of prejudice going on over there. Okay. Yeah, there yeah, is a little yeah. bit of bias Throw, here, You throw but... some shade at the Messers. Okay, I got yeah. you. <laughs> and and, and it's, it's important to note that, um, you know, we did actually, when I say we, mm -hmm. I'm talking about humanity, mm -hmm. not uh, me. But, they did try to establish diplomatic relations with the uh, Van Duel through um, then Imperator Aaron Troy, mm -hmm. who was the, the first Imperator after the Messers fell. When they established the ARC program, which is this big archive of all the information of all the different alien species, past and present, that we know about. And it's where the um, ARC map have, comes from as well, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that's where mm -hmm. the ARC map comes from. Mm -hmm. So we invited... Uh, in, the Zion and the Banu invited the Van Duel to come and be a part of that, to put their, their information or cultural information in it, and they declined. And I kind of wonder if part of that might be, maybe they looked at Aaron Toy and was like, yeah, there's a woman that runs this, you know, mm -hmm. we don't have women on our starships, so mm -hmm. we're not interested. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. That's just, you know, theory crafting on my part. Mm -hmm. But the point is we did try to establish diplomatic relations, but it didn't work. They mm -hmm. declined and that's why we're still at work. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me respond to uh, the Kruthan. Kruthan, please forgive me if I say your name wrong. Salias, Salias. Uh, no, believe, believe me, we, we're not saying that the, uh, the knife is just strictly about violence. We do believe that it represents more a way of life and that could be obviously for survival uh you know i mean literally like fast card said it could mean their cutlery that they eat dinner with i mean we just know that the knife is very <laughs> symbolic because it's not just the thing that they use in the sense of defense or offense uh but it is also the thing that they they um they that represents something of great sacred value to them so you're absolutely right That's the right. knife is is way more than that but it permeates their culture in all aspects we gonna say FC. Like, like for 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 American, when we turn sixteen, our, our big deal is to get a license to, to, to drive a car. But we, it's not it's not so, so much held in reverent, but to them, you know, that's the that's their version of adulthood. That's when they um, get turned loose. So yeah. yes, I, 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 it, it, it's not just something to, that they use for, for for violence. It could be the the idea the, the idea under identification for all we yeah. know. What we do, what I we, know. If you've been to LA, they hold their cars in reverence. <laughs> now, what I will say this though, what I will say is this: obviously, because of the way they seem to approach everything, we talked about them being more like locusts. Uh, they don't come in and try to negotiate first. They don't come in and even give you an alternative. It just seems like, well, at least it seems like. Now, I want to go back to something that Jade said about the attack on Orion Three. Um. It's not the first time we've seen humans go plant their flag somewhere in science fiction and just assume that wherever they plant their flag, they were the first ones there. Yeah. <laughs> there have been plenty of movies and TV series where we've seen ourselves take some land only to find out that somebody was there before we were in a conflict Not just broke science out. fiction, uh, Christopher Columbus. Well, 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 I wasn't going there, Fast Car. And that's where science fiction I wasn't fiction. going there, Fast Car. references, real world I was trying to infer, happen. I was trying to infer Fast Car, but since you put it there, um, yeah, there, yeah, no, true enough. 
Uh, it's not the first time that we have gone somewhere and assumed that this was where we should go, right? Uh, and so to your point, Jade, uh, sometimes that ambition, you know, that going out there and putting our flag down and saying, you know, yeah. we claim this land in the name of blah, 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 blah. Um, sometimes it bites you in the butt, you know, yeah. and this is definitely... <laughs> This is definitely a case where or our butts got bit or the tailpipe or the tailpipe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So that was first contact gang. Let's move on here. Let's go on to diplomatic status, which Jade has been touching on a little bit here. The diplomatic status, where do the Van Duels stand with everybody? At least the folks that we know about right now. And I do want to toss in something on this. Um, with humans right now, considered hostile, considered hostile. The relationships evidently as Jade mentioned, uh, we, we've tried to bring them in and have a conversation. They ain't trying to talk. They, they, they throwing up the hand and saying, nah, you don't worry about it. They, they don't want to have a conversation with us. And so far the interactions have been hostile with humans, uh, with the Banu, uh, some clans will trade with Banu planet states. Now this is interesting because they're, they have a border to them also in, uh, you know, we don't know completely what's going on at the Banu, maybe because the Banu are tall like them. I don't know. But evidently, I think, Jade, you alluded to this earlier, that th whatever their resources are that they're in need of, and we know that the Banu are, the, are a race of people that provide race that provide resources to people that or yeah, to folks, that that's uh, maybe the, just, the, that may be the treaty, the neutral thing for them. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just add, there may be some cultural affinity between the two species as well, because- um, the Hang on, hang on, before you go there, before you go there, because okay. I wanted you to elaborate on that with the Xi'an too, so I'm gonna look, I'll look wait. Okay, yeah, I'll wait. and then let's talk about okay. the, the Xi'an, uh, while distance plays a factor there, uh, there are a lot of unfriendly systems between the Van Duel and the Xi'an, their limited contact has not been particularly fruitful. Some clans have established tentative trading relations but the majority of Van Duel regards the Xi'an as manipulators and cowards, while the Xi'an view the Van Duel as short-sighted barbaric thugs, okay? So, okay, Jay, go ahead and give us the scoop because we were talking about these parallels, yeah. right? Let's talk about it. Yes, so the, the Banu um, is, is, you know, a lot of people may know, don't talk about their home world, right? Like, we we suspect their home world is, world is uh, Bacchus too, mm -hmm. but they don't really talk about it because they don't really like the reference things in the past. Mm -hmm. So it's assumed that they've moved on. Um, and so in that way, both species may be sort of nomadic. Um, it also may be, you know, just design aesthetics. If you look at Van Duel ships and Banu ships, they both use a lot of organic, you know, um, inspired designs. Both species incorporate tech from every species they come into contact with. The Banu like to do it peacefully through trade. The Vandal just take what they want, mm -hmm. you know, like, and they only incorporate it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that maybe the, this relationship may extend beyond just goods and technology to an actual, they, they may have a sort of cultural affinity where they understand each other mm -hmm. better than say the Vandul would understand the Jian because the Jian to them, you know, is this very, you know, kind of very centralized, strict culture, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the Jian look at them as just barbaric, you know, scavengers. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was thinking it, of, they might get along real well with the Ferengi, right? I mean, about yeah, right. acquisition, it's the Ferengi word, right? You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. It's all about acquisition, you know, getting absolutely. whatever it is they want. So that, like you said, that could be the one that allows one to tolerate the other one a little bit more, you know, where they may look at anyone else as being less than, you know what I mean? If they're not about those resources and get, and whatever, you know, could be, you know, we never know. Uh, yes. FC, this I'd, is- I'd also a, like to bring, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go, go, go. Bring up a point Paul Shelley brought up is that, 
um, you know, there's the speculation that the, the vendor were actually being chased. And that's what brought yeah. them into contact with, with humanity. That's why they had never been back to that planet for a hundred years. They were being pushed back mm -hmm. from, from something else even scarier than the Vandal. Uh, and, and, I, I like and that idea. What, this episode just gave me an idea. What is scarier than the Vandal? That's where all the feet, the, the, the women Vandal are. They're chasing after the men. They, and, it could be, they could be like the Black Widows, right? They're the wise. ones who are more deadly. Yeah, they could be more deadly. You know what, normally... more deadly than a, than a man. Yeah, Galki, normally I would not let that go through, but you made me laugh, so I had to put that in. I'm glad you put the asterisk in, so I had to put your comment in there because uh, you, you, okay. you got <laughs> yeah, me to I chuckle. <laughs> you got me to chuckle. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be interesting. I, you know... What I was going to say about this thing with the diplomatic stats and other races, Jade, I don't know if you've watched, I know you've been taking in the Star Trek, you know, uh, series. Yes. And I'm not sure if you've watched Voyager. Have you watched Voyager yet? Not yet, but okay. go ahead. Okay, there is a race that we find in Voyager that is worse than anybody. They're worse yeah. than the Borg. <laughs> Nobody knows about these jokers. So I'm not going to say anything about them. But I hope oh, okay. that CIG does something like that in Star Citizen. Because we Not keep worrying Q, about the freaking Van Duel. No. I'm hoping that there's somebody else out there that even the freaking Van Duel are scared of. I really mm. would love to see that happen. Dark yeah. Knight, you remember them, right? No. Yeah, some of you yeah. all who know, Admiral Kusanagi mentions it. You all remember who they were. Yes, yeah, Solari. So yeah. I, I hope that they drop that in. Because nobody knew about these Jokers. They popped up and it was like, oh man, this they... They were bad. They were really, really bad. And, uh -huh. and there was no good way to fight these jokers. So I, I'm yeah, hoping. We know it's not the Karthak because right, the, the right. Xion are fighting the Karthak. Right. So no, I'm talking about somebody we never heard of. Exactly. Somebody we've never heard of. Nobody knows what to do with these jokers. And even when the Van Duel hear about them, they take off. That, that's what I would love to see happen to this game. So we'll see. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's uh let's thank you for thank you for that explanation too, because that those parallels are something that we should be paying attention to. Because we never know how that's going to play out in the game, right? If you want to understand an alien culture, you got to look at the commonalities that they have with the other ones, right? There so, you yeah. go. There you go. I know you guys may not be able to see this map very good, but this gives you an idea. Uh, if we were to chop <laughs> the verse down, if you look at it a certain way, you know, if you spin it around, it could look differently. But all those red dots that you see on the left are the systems that are controlled by the Van Duel. And uh, I just wanted to kind of let you all see that because I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back to language in a second, but we're going to, I'm just going to read off all these systems they've got. They've got um, planetary systems are the Caliban system, Orion, Tiber, Vagabond, Vanguard, Victor. I love the fact that they got all these Vs. Vic Vector, yeah. Vendetta, Veritas, Vermilion, Vesper, Viking, Virgil, Virgo, Volt, Voodoo, and Vulture. So if you go, and, if you want to go Vega. on in, in Vega, yeah, in Vega. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what I was going to say. The and, one thing I, I noticed is not on its list in Vega. In Vega. So if you're ever flying somewhere and you hear the person who's piloting, you should say, we should stop at that V system. No, no, we're not. No, no, no Vs. No Vs. Avoid all the Vs. <laughs> <laughs> no Vs. No Vs. But mm -hmm. by the way, about, about Vega, yeah. um, for you that are into machinima, if you have never seen um, Letters from Vega, which mm, was done yeah. by... Um, yes. early one. Very yeah, good. done by some people who now work in CIG's cinematics department, mm -hmm. uh, definitely go back and, and look at, at it. it. It really established like the whole new era of, um, of machinima and Star Citizen. And it tells the story uh, from a like reporter's standpoint of what happened when the Vandal attacked. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a lot of systems there, as you guys can see, that are dominated uh, by the Vanduul, which is cool because it gives us plenty of places to go try out things, right? Avoid the Vegemite system. You're right, Danger. We, <laughs> we'll, we'll avoid that system too, all right? Okay, let's talk about uh, the language here. Um, Vandal script seems to be both infrequent and crude. Uh, there is a unified system of quasi-pictographic writings located in a brief segments throughout the ship. Although this exolinguistic team at the University of Moscow tasked with a stu its study has made absolutely no progress in discerning it. They have found no correspondence between it and spoken Vandal language, and it resembles nothing so much as a cross-section between Egyptian hieroglyphics and written braille. The ship does carry an excessive amount of video-based media, 95% of which is a single Vandal speaking directly into the camera. Translation work is underway, although it is estimated to take several years with the available data, we have yet to unearth any kind of Rosetta Stone for the Vandal script. So in other words, we don't know what their language says. We, we, haven't, we haven't figured it out. Jade, you got any thoughts on this? About different, this? different clans have their own languages or, or different dialects. Maybe have different dialects, yeah, but they're saying they haven't even been able to crack the code in how to even break their language down yet. Uh, they equate it to like Egyptian hieroglyphics uh, in Braille, but... You know, and even when they watch the video, you know, they, they hear all this, but they aren't able to cipher anything out of it, which is interesting. Maybe, yeah. maybe there's a third thing that is involved with their communication that, that doesn't involve uh, the, the written part mm -hmm. or the, yeah. the auditory part, right? Mm -hmm. like, like, like pheromones. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that might be why we, we are having trouble translating. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, as far as like in, in real life, when, when people who work for the search for extraterrestrial intelligence try to figure out how will we decode an alien language, mm -hmm. the first thing they, they do is they, they look at, okay, well, you know, obviously if they've got technology, they have math, right? Yeah. So like, you know, they start at that basic level. Mm -hmm. So it may be that th there is like a, a third component that conveys what this symbol is, you know, the... the Basically, like if you if you look at the Rosetta Stone, that's what unlocked, um, you know, Egyptian hieroglyphics because mm -hmm. it, it showed a commonality between a language we did know and one that we didn't. Right. And so we have to learn whatever there's, um, you know, whatever um, in between language, let's say, or, or create an in between language probably to to figure out. Handle, maybe. Yeah. I also think that that maybe this will be something that because of Addison and AI, the process will be sped up with machine learning and AI. So. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's go on to, we did systems. Let's talk about the weapons. Uh, we, we talked about this a little bit earlier and we're going to show you guys a quick video. Um, I think this is a quick video. I hope I got the right thing. Uh, where we talk about uh, weapons and there was a, uh, a, a, uh, inside, not inside star citizen, um, ATV, I think it was where they showed us the actual lance in use. And I'm hoping when I push this button that this brings it up, let's see. And here's a first pass on the sounds produced by the Vandal energy lance, which we saw concept art for a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That looks like I'll hurt if I hit you. 
That's all they showed us, I Gabby. I forgot all about that. Yeah. I forgot all about that. I told you I'd forgotten about it completely. I, I honestly completely, completely forgot about it. Um, I remember. You remember it? Yeah. I mean, yep. once I saw it, I remembered it, but I, I yeah, right, right. completely forgot about it. Um, this energy lance, I think, is going to be something that plenty of players are going to want to get their hands on just because it represents the fact that they fought with the Vanduul, right? Or maybe they bought one off of Fast Cart's uh, uh, Banu Merchantman, right? And not only that, it, it sounds cool too. That sound effect was great. Yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be an ultra rare item. Mm -hmm. I'd, um, I'd love to see yeah. what, the, what, the, what it's like in the sense of damage. You know, uh, is this mm -hmm. one of those weapons that you don't want to get hit by? Or if you hit it, do you severely bleed? Is it plasma based? What, you know, I'm really curious to see what their technology is going to be. I hope it's not just something as simple as a regular blaster hit, but if right, you get right, hit right. by this thing, you know, you don't want to get hit by their weapon, you know. I think it's the equivalent of a grenade launcher for, for the Vandal. <laughs> you don't want to get hit with it. <laughs> My idea, it could be the equivalent of, a, of the Star Wars uh, rookie, rookie crossbow uh, blaster. Ah, you remember those? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those things are powerful. Yeah. If you look on the left side too, by the way, you'll see in the animation one of the Vanduul leaping and you can see that they can leap a pretty good distance. Uh, so fighting them, I'm sure, is no small test. You notice on the left, there's one on the left there in the corner. And if you watch, you'll see him hop over some boxes and land and start running forward. Um, Vanduul, seven feet tall, gang. So bring your stacked heels if you want to fight him because it's not going to be uh, a pretty fight, or I think. Titan or Titan suit. <laughs> or Titan suit. Okay. Um, get away from her, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to cover this one last category on on um, video, and then we're going to look at some of the ships, and then we're going to bring in some of this uh, these uh, things we've been talking about in relation to knives with them. Uh, let's go ahead and cut to that with about video, video tech. Um, Vanduul video technology is interestingly primitive. Simple, low-resolution 2D screens with video that appears overly green. It is jarring compared to the modern high-resolution holography recordings used by all other known species. Since the general level of Vanduul technology is high, and since they have rated more advanced species for generations, it is speculated that this is intentional and possibly a necessity coming from their uniquely structured eyes. So this is what we were talking about earlier. Um, the fact that they kind of seem like they've got what we would consider, I'm saying what we would consider low tech, uh, what's being implied here is that maybe their physicality limits them in some form where this is the way they have to be able to visually see something where for most of for everyone else holographic images high resolution images would work out fine because they have access to technology they've got some pretty elaborate ships uh but this particular aspect of it in video tech seems to be what we would consider you know low tech uh jade you pulled this was there any thoughts you had on this one yeah, I had I had a few thoughts, uh, you know, because this points to something that's very different about their physiology uh, mm -hmm. compared to the other species as far as the, the way that their eye developed. It looks to me like they probably see in shorter wavelengths of light. That's mm -hmm. why it's overly green, which might mean that they don't really, you know, see red and other longer wavelengths that mm -hmm. well. And that that may also play a role mm -hmm. in the communication. What if in Part of that, the uh, language is is actually given in the ultraviolet, and we just sit and look, mm -hmm. right? 
like that might be a thing, you know, because um, their visual range may be different where they can see into the ultraviolet. That's why it's overly green. Uh, You know, they can see greens, blues, you know, and violet and ultraviolet Mm. perhaps. Uh, So um, just, you know, speculating based on what little bit of war we have on their their, uh, physiology as far as what they can see and perceive, Mm. but that may also open up a way to defeat them. Mm. Um, You know, yeah. And so, you know, that's why uh, all the scientists that are studying the Vandal, they'd be looking really, you know, heavily at stuff like this. It may not seem that important. uh, they're, They're... stuff is low resolution in 2D, but that might tell you about their depth perception. Mm-hmm. And that might mm-hmm. definitely give you a vulnerability that could be exploited. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Uh, most the cockpit that I've seen of, of Vandal ships, but you know, they, they, they've been, you know, worked on by humans. I've, I've always, they seem to have red, red interior or mm-hmm. red lights going on. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering what, what's that about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we did that. Yeah. Maybe mm. because yeah. because from this, you know, it says that their stuff is overly green. Yeah. So I think you know, it's just like when you hear that voice when you turn on an um, alien ship, we get this like generic, um, kind of like weird sounding computer voice. Mm-hmm. But that's not actually mm-hmm. the Vandal and what they speak. And so it may be that the instruments that we have, you know, it's 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 retrofitted or refitted so that we can you know, operate it. And I was going to also eyes. say it's also the distinguishing factor between having a real Vandal ship, which is another factor right. too. That yeah. if, if, if theirs would be illuminated in an overly green, you know, HUD, where when you see a red one, you know that this isn't, <laughs> this is not a Vandal mm-hmm. ship. You know, it's a replica of a Vandal ship. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Or, or the scythes right, that were right, captured. Right. And refit it. Mm-hmm. So, and to your point, Jade, you know, this, once again, these may be those little breadcrumbs that CIG is dropping us to let us know we need to be paying attention to this overly green because they, I noticed it's in quotes and the fact that they use the term overly green, not just green, but overly green. Uh, mm-hmm. Who knows what that may mean when it comes to you being in combat? Uh, you know, if you're fighting somewhere, maybe there's some advantage that you get or disadvantage that you get. Uh, because of their vision, so yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, like if you could just you know, you just light off some really you know bright green mm-hmm. flares, and mm-hmm. it just like blinds, blinds their them or uh, something. vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take notes, folks. I hope you're taking notes. I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> okay, good stuff. Let's talk about the ships because we've been talking about this imagery that takes place, and some people own or have flown some of the Vandal ships. Some of you all in chat may own some. Some of you may have flown them before. Some of you may have never flown them just because you're not interested in those ships. Uh, but we've seen uh, a transition in the Vandal ships over the years. Uh, we do have them in game right now. The Scythe is in game. The Blade is in game. Uh, the, the Glaive is in game. Uh, but a few years ago, CIG, I think it was in 2019 maybe, uh, CIG uh, produced a rework of the Vandal ships. And we're going to take a look at some of those right now. Some of these ships aren't in the game yet, but some of them are, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Let's take a quick look at that.
okay, 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 okay. Um, one of the things that, um, for those of you, and I just saw someone just put in, wow, Big Black Gaming, thank you so much for the 500 bits. We truly appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was talking about that some of you may have certain ships. Someone in chat said that they have a scythe in their hangar and they've never taken it out. I would tell you to take it out and take a look at it because there's something very unique about the Van Duel ships. And I'm going to leave it up to Fast Cart and Jade to tell you what is their tactical use. There's something about those ships that is designed into those ships that makes them extremely formidable. Yeah. Fast Cart, do you know what it is? I... He's thinking. <laughs> I know what it is. Nope. Oh, we can't hear you. I won't buddy. say anything. We can't you. hear you. No, I mean it. Oh, no, I, I think I think I think I know what it is. It, 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 they can ram other ships. Kind of. Jay, can you elaborate on it a little bit? They can slice. Yeah. Those blades have a function. Yep. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And Just like you know, they revere the knife. Their ships reflect that, and those blades, um, you know, with on the uh, scythe and on the glaive mm -hmm. and the blade. Yeah, guys, oh, yeah. listen, listen to what we're telling you. We're not telling you it's designed like a knife. There is a knife in the wing. <laughs> the scythe yeah. actually has a blade that ejects out and sticks out. And their ships are designed that way so that when they fly past you, they slice your ship. So those of you who've been an arena commander, remember back in the day when your ship would fall apart when they got close to you, it's because they actually have a steel hardened blade in the sides of their ship. Now, I don't know whether or not- yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, now, again, you know, a lot of times people look at ships like the Glaive because it's got the size fives on it and they, they love firing that ship. But I'm going to tell you, I got jacked up by scythes a lot in Arena <laughs> Commander, a lot. Yeah. Um, and so this does carry over into even the design of their ships, just not in the sense of because it looks like a knife, but I mean, they literally built a freaking knife into these ships. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. the, the ramming is a valid combat tactic for the Vandal or anybody operating a Vandal ship. So, um, you know, all you PVPers, uh, you know, complaining about ramming, if, <laughs> don't complain if it's a scythe or a glaive or blade yeah. because it's valid. It's fair game, it's fair game. FC so, you, so do you have a you have a Vandal ship versus a hammerhead, who would win? Uh, which Van Duel ship? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it all depends. Yeah, yeah, it all depends. Yeah, it all depends. Yeah, FC, let me ask you a question. What did you think about the rework on this? Because you remember the earlier design. I mean, we still have it, but what did you think about the rework versus when they came up with, with the, the new design for the Van Duel ships? I like the new design. I mean, they, they like I said, they, 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 the other work was like, what, eight years, five years old? Mm -hmm. So they they needed a, a, a rework. And I like the update. It looked up to date to me. And I'll probably do, do more rework before Quantum 2 is finished. Mm, okay. Jade, how about you? I love the rework. Um, I I had a glaive for many years when mm -hmm. I did a lot of that kind of thing. But, um, and it, you know, I, I have it on my buyback because of this rework. I'm, you know, looking forward to them releasing squadrons so we can get these mm -hmm. reworked Vandal ships into the game. Yeah. Th this design to me is more ominous. The other ones mm -hmm. were, they were nice. They, they had a nice alien feel to them. They were, um, they were a little bit more colorful, but these ships I like a lot more. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always kind of interested, you know, people have always said when CIG puts out ships and there's a distinct change in them, 
you know, they always ask, hey, will we still be able to get these ships later, you know, in the game? You know, can we have those original versions of ships? And I know that would be a huge pain in the butt for CIG to do uh, because some people, when they bought this ship, you know, they, they actually really did like the design. One of the things I didn't like about the original design was the landing gear. Um, they were using that old platform landing gear they used to use on the freelancers. I don't know if you remember, it was kind of like a long oval that was flat. And I, I didn't mm-hmm. like those designs that they had. They never felt stable to me. Uh, though they, and they also had kind of that winged feel about them. Uh, this seems more lizardy, for lack of a better term to me, for some yeah. reason. It, it, it just kind of seems like it fits them a little bit more, especially after we've seen like ships like the Driller, um, the Kingship. It, these kind of fit more into the design uh, language that they've done for these ships. So I'm pretty excited about them. Also in this video, as you guys see, we're seeing them use the Lance, not just as they were using it as an energy weapon, but we see them actually finishing off their foes uh, yeah. with those things. Uh, Jade, what do you think? Um, you're going to dodge the end of that, uh, that Lance? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I won't be anywhere near that Lance. <laughs> Uh, you, you know, unless unless I'm buying one off somebody, I'm not going to be anywhere near that land. Yeah, um, yeah. you're going to buy one. I I mean, hey, if you got one on your merchant man, I'm buying. <laughs> okay, all right. It's the question of how many you got. I'll buy them. You buy them. That's going to yeah. be a high price for those bands, boy. I don't know, but to get those, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I wonder if the only way you can get them is from one being killed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, probably. Yeah. I, I do think CIG will set up some type of player. Well, they already talked about like um, you know changing that that app where we send each other each other money to being able to send items. Mm-hmm. So that'll open up you know direct trading between being fast cart for that that yeah. item. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the thing for me about about the ships is that you know of all the um, banjo ships we've seen so far, they're all combat ships or they, they haven't really have any um. Put, for me like oh. I, I do like to look but I, I i don't currently own any of them um, i don't intend to get any of them i like to come up with something you know industrial but that's not that's not a vandal style yeah i don't think you're gonna be able to get a harvester carrier and harvester <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, as much as it would be cool the driller is, in, 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 is an industrial so i'll be interested in that one but yeah that's too big <laughs> let me ask the you driller? yeah it's a it's a uh, carrier, isn't it? That's a carrier, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me ask you guys a question. Um, what are your feelings about these ships flying around in the game? Are I they? See them. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I don't mean I don't mean when the Van Duel fly them. Okay. I mean the fact that players have them. Yeah. Uh, what purpose does it serve? What, let me ask you this. I'm not saying it doesn't serve a purpose. I'm just asking. What do you feel the purpose is for them being in the game? Because CIG did not necessarily have to release any of these ships. These ships could have just remained for Squadron 42, and maybe you acquired one after that. Why would they allow for Asperia to create these replicas? Um, you know, and then, you know, in quote unquote UEE space, people are flying Vandal ships around. I mean, is that, does it say something? And I, does it say something beyond the collector? Uh, or serve or serve a purpose or well well, i'm just saying cig is pretty good for whatever they put in the game having a purpose yeah if you look at the lore uh asperia you know they're they're all about doing these these replications and i i think the main thing is it's it's something that's sold to rich people right so it's a bragging thing if you own a glaive asperia glaive 
you know, then you too can be like uh, Silas from Consolidated Outland who has that big ship museum, right? It, it's it's the status symbol, different type of one, an exotic one. Like, Griff, you have a whole alien header. Hey, <laughs> don't make this personal. <laughs> okay, no, but I'm saying, I'm just saying, like, you're not alone. There's a lot of people that probably want to do that. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I Again, I get it from a collector standpoint, right? But I'm trying to wonder is there something more to it? Um, the reason, okay, oh, if you're flying around, if you're flying around in a grave, okay, that, now you're going where I'm going. Because I'm yeah. saying, if you're flying around in a, in a glave in Star Citizen, in you know, I'm talking about in the in the PU, the Persistent Universe, um, does that to players? What does it say to them? Is it just oh, moving target? Uh, oh, oh, some rich dude owns a glave. Or is it, or is it, or, or does it trigger something, uh, in relation to Quanta? Uh, or is it that if you're going to go in and do some type of espionage, uh, you know, you can sneak into Vandal space with one. I'm trying to figure out, is there something bigger than just the fact that as someone put in chat, CIG knows they can sell some money and make some ships. I'm wondering if there's, if there's more to it than that. But both of you, yeah. It could be used, maybe used for infiltration to, into Vandal space, you know, because if you have their IFF or, or whatever friendly signal, you, you maybe they can um, scout Vandal space. But I, I, one thing I, I, I will say is that you have to be careful when the game launches, where you fly one, because if a NPC sees you, they, they, they may try to shoot you down, uh, kill on sight. So yeah, right, right, right now in, in the PU, you, you can find them around, but you got. I think you might want to be more careful. Definitely be more careful when when the game launch. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Fast cart is mm. it using it to infiltrate Vandal space, mm -hmm. or maybe even if you know you, you find a, a certain uh, Vandal that deal with the Banu, maybe they'll deal with you because you mm. showed up in your blame. Mm. And on the other side of that maybe the the quanta system will take Respond into consideration how many glaives and scythes are in mm. a certain area and now here comes xena threat mm. because they don't like aliens yeah and so now you just tr trigger the xena threat to coming in and and you know starting a battle so yeah. i mean th that could be another aspect of of it yeah mad style says i see them being used perhaps for stealth missions into vandal territory uh, if the replicas are similar to the originals, then they could be used for combat practice. Uh, Thrakazah, there's nothing like taking out Xenothread of alien ships. I mean, yeah, maybe, yeah. May, you know, maybe, you know, may, that's why I'm asking, you know, I was trying to push this a little bit, you know, and it, could CIG be something a little bit more than just selling ships, but, you know, we may find out, you know, like you said, Jade, fly one in one area, no big deal. Five, three or four of them you, in the area, Quanta might be responding to you because we know that any Vanduul, we don't know who the heck they are, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you never know. Go ahead, FC. To understand my enemy, I must, I must learn how, how, how they fight. Hmm. Interesting. Could be, could, could, be, could be using them for, for roleplay aspects. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah interesting. And, and not all these ships that we see, not all these uh, Vanduul ships will be something that players can operate. That's right. another thing that um, I think should probably be made clear like i don't right. see a player being able to operate a driller or, or really any of these bigger ones no no right? no no, no. Because, i think it's gonna stay yeah. where we're at yeah yeah because yeah. they they've pretty much held on to these ships and they've been around for a good while um 
But again, that's why I was wondering, because it's interesting, like you said, Jay, they're, they're all fighters, right? They're all these single-person mm -hmm. ships. Yes. Uh, it's not like we got any some type of van dual multi-crew ship or anything like that that we're flying. But I am curious as to, not, or as to whether or not there may be some weird call for, you know, owners who might own these ships. And there comes something where you, just like how in Xenothreat, people get called in to fight for the UEE. Maybe yeah. there are people who get called in to go in and do some type of reconnaissance mission or something uh, if you own one of these ships, right? Uh, give some purpose to the ship other than it being a museum piece, which I, I do hope that they that they do. I hope they do something like that. That would be very, very cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I do want to go back to this final image that we showed you folks earlier. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the Van Duel. And, uh, I do like the like armor on the on the. Oh, right. yeah, we were going to talk about that. Jay, why don't you share yes. a little bit about the whole armor versus no armor uh, thing going on there? Right. So if you see a bandul in armor, um, you know, that is somebody who you can probably go up against and, and you, you know, definitely will, will want to fight them. But if you see one that's naked, run, because <laughs> that's how they roll. They're not the, the ones that are naked are like super fierce and, and, and are like just they're, they're crazy fighters or just like berserkers or something. So. Mm -hmm. You don't want to mess with the naked ones. Just, you know, yeah. choose your battles. They, yeah, they, I think they consider if you're wearing armor, you're probably more of the, I don't want to say novice, but you're the, you know, not the most skilled of, of yeah. the Van Duel. But if they take off armor, they, their attitude is like, huh, I don't need this. That whole different group of folk, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same with the ships between the Scythe and the Glaive. If you see a Glaive that's like a, you know, a, a newer pilot or novice pilot or not very good, if you mm -hmm. see a Scythe, same thing run yeah absolutely absolutely okay okay all righty we don't have any questions in the q a nobody i guess no, you, you guys must have like wow. answered every question for everybody because nobody has mm -hmm. any questions for us tonight um we are kind of in depth <laughs> yeah, well yeah there was a lot there tonight you guys we gave you a whole lot in a very short amount of time but it's actually the normal time that we'd be wrapping up on the show um we hope you guys learned something that you enjoyed it we enjoyed the comments that you guys put into chat there is a lot of information there we did put out some links earlier for the various sources that we have be sure to check things i know <clears throat> we mentioned at the beginning of the show that a lot of this information is scattered over a nine-year period um definitely yeah. check out star citizen wiki uh check out the star citizen rsi website uh check out paul shelley's uh lore information Check out the star map. There's so much stuff out there, gang. The systems that we named earlier, uh, Caliban, Orion, Tiber, Vagabond, use the Galactopedia. Find out what you can about these things because lore is going to be crucial, crucial, crucial in the PU universe. We've gotten really used to that whole just being in Stanton thing, but believe me, you're gonna wanna know these places when you start traveling around, even if you're just jumping from system to system so that you'll have a better appreciation of the game and also, you don't get blowed up, which is another yeah, thing that could happen. About James Johnson's lore too. Yes. Because he, he put a lot into that. Yes, yes, James Johnson. If we could drop that link back in for everybody, the first contact video, uh, Admiral Kusanagi, it's up at the top uh, that says uh, James uh, Johnson. Yeah, put that in there for us so that folks can grab that. And uh, yeah, that's 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 uh, that's it. We kind of covered the, the grounds. Were you gonna say something FC or were you, was that it? Yeah. No, that was it. That was it. Oh, okay, cool. All right, let's um talk about what we got coming up. Uh, a couple things we have coming up. One, 
this Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern time. We are here. Well, why am I talking about this? FC, that's you. You talk about that. I don't talk about it. <laughs> well, yes, uh, Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. on UTC. We have our uh, uh, talk show, show talk on YouTube, Last Soul Citizen, Brendan S. We'll be talking about what's going on that week in the Star Citizen community. Mostly we talk about the ISC or the SCL and everything else that, that's going on that week. So check us out. Yeah, cool. And uh, I'll talk about what goes on on Saturday. Uh, next Saturday at one o'clock PM Eastern time, we'll be doing Soul Voices, our one-on-one -on -one conversation with you folks from the community. You guys can come and talk to us about stuff that's on Spectrum and Reddit and in the gaming industry. And we just have a really cool one-on-one -on -one time with you guys on that. And Jake, can you talk about uh, next week? Yes. So next week, we're doing a show on um, the 3.17 <laughs> update. We caught um, her off so guard, y'all. We caught her yeah, off guard. Yeah, no, no, no. I was, <laughs> I was just thinking because I was like, wait, that was good. I thought that was originally going to be this week. Only and if then it came out. But you know what happened? I told Fastcart, the reason why I didn't do it today is because everybody's talking about it and playing it today. Okay. So we're going to yeah, spend was, a week. I wasn't sure if that was over. No, 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 okay. no. We're good. So we're going to we're, we're going to okay. give everybody a week to digest it, so that we because there's a as you know there's a lot in it, right? Yes. And so we're going to give everybody a week to digest it, have some fun with it. Then we're going to come back and give our thoughts on it. So that's the reason why we went on ahead and made it next week instead. Yep. So right back here, same time next Sunday, we're discussing three point seventeen, and um, definitely, you know, it's it's one of the best patches. Um, for a, a number of reasons, in my opinion, but um, yeah, definitely. You're, you're, you're going to talk about the show right now, it seems like. <laughs> I, I, I would, I, I would, but uh, yeah, that's for next week. So tune in next week. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you guys digging? I don't know, FC, if you've had time to get into 317 yet. Have you I, done I downloaded it? I it and looked around. I like, the, I like the, 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 the better performance. Okay. Yes. Yes. Listen, folks, if nothing else, you guys are going to see beautiful graphics better performance and of course some cool things that have been added so we will recommend that you guys jump in so when we talk about it next week you guys can really throw some comments in and share with us what you guys think about the patch as well uh fg1 thank you thank you thank you for the follow thank you thank you thank you jade i know you've been in 317 right more than yeah. a, more than a long time but yeah. but are you happy with the end result are you pretty happy with the end result of it um you know, it's 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 hard for me. Mm -hmm. uh, to, I'm happy with the end result that people got it into their hands, yes, right? Yes. Um, and you know, it's just like any other patch. When mm -hmm. there's a point one, you know, they're going to fix some things that are broken now. So just you know, bear with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like you know, I can't go into the Evocati stuff other than to say that you know we're all in this together. People who who are into PTU, Evocati, um, even in the PU still test environment. So you know. Use use the um, use the uh, issue council for anything that you, that you see that isn't up there, and you know add, add to it. That's what'll make the patch better. Absolutely. And oh, oh, three seventeen that trailer though. Yes, yes. <laughs> Check trailer. out the trailer, gang. Yeah. Check out that trailer. So, they did a great job. Make sure you drop that trailer next week because mm -hmm. that was fire. Absolutely. Hey. If you're supporting the game and you see some out there you want to support, you guys know the whole A's back out. All the missed stuff is out there for sale. You know, hey, go for it. But don't forget Invictus is coming up in a couple weeks. So right. you may want to hold on to those wilds and see what's going on, all right? But, you know, if you yeah, see something out there that you like. Especially if you got your tax refund in America. <laughs> your tax refunds, right? Okay. 
All right, well, listen, once again, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. We are going to go over and visit TV Liquid because TV Liquid always sends us love. You all send some love to TV Liquid. Tell them you came from Soul Citizens. Enjoy yourselves over there. If you like what you see, follow them. And as always, we tell you guys, hopefully we'll see you this week. And until then, peace, love, and soul. Take care of yourselves. And happy Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Yes. But that was a long Take one. Take care. Take care, guys. Yeah, no. <laughs>